Welcome everybody to another episode of Off the Dome Radio, episode 37. Uh, we talked about Burger King getting into the coffee subscription business. Have it your way. They've been killing the marketing game lately. And we're going to talk about, is this worth the switch from your current coffee provider over <gasps> to a Burger King coffee subscription? <gasps> Will other restaurants start joining in? We'll talk about that. And then we also talk about uh, what Americans are spending the money on when they're intoxicated. We, t- we talk about 10 things. And you'd be surprised what's at the bottom of the list. I'm not going to tell you right now. You'll just have to find out. Ooh, where are we possibly going? Uh, yeah, then we touch on a little bit of action between Spotify and Apple. There's a little dispute going on between the two relating to the music platforms, the uh, commission that Apple takes from in-app uh, purchases uh, via the App Store. So we do get into that a little bit. Overall, everything I've read, it still seems a little murky waters, so I apologize if, if some of that isn't as clear. Uh, we're still trying to get the, the gist of it as well, but we, we do get a little little outline with it and what's going on there. And uh, Tim, you uh, you hit on a little uh, Chipotle venture. First, what, what was your highest streak of Chipotle 20, days in a row? 21 days in a row. You had Chipotle 21, 21 days. Work day, sorry, I preface that. 21 work days. Oh, now. so you're not counting weekends. No, no. So 21 straight lunches. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but it's it's a common fact that opportunities are everywhere you look. But something happened to me at Chipotle last week that really opened my eyes to this. And I'm going to talk about how a single conversation I had led to a prime opportunity. Uh, so I'll get into that. Uh, Slager, what did you get in with Book Talk today? Uh, about not sweating the small stuff, mm-hmm. and it's all small stuff. Uh, we talked about choosing your battles wisely. So I'm sure there's some of you out there listening to just that, and maybe you laugh to yourself a little bit and get a gist of where we might take this. So choosing your battles wisely, and if you do that, you will be far more successful with the battles that are truly important for you to have. Mm-hmm. So really, really make sense of what's necessary and unnecessary of an argument. You can relate this in your everyday work life, your relationship, friendships. Uh, it can really be applicable uh, universally. So uh, that one caught my eye as I was reading through, and I read a few extra a little later one night to get up to this one, and I, I really resonated with it. So mm-hmm. um Tim, how, how did we outwit the devil today? Yeah, so as I was reading some Napoleon Hill, it kind of questioned my perspective on what luck actually is. If it's real, uh, what part of luck you're actually controlling at the Fake end of the day. Fake news! Yeah, so we, we, we get into that and we, we talk about some instances in life that may seem like things may seem lucky to you, but if it, in reality, they're really not because of things you Done. We'll, we'll get into it. Don't don't worry about it. But we, we, we talk about luck. So I'm excited for people to listen to this episode. Uh, it was a Friday night when we recorded it. We were feeling good heading into the weekend. Uh, and I hope you guys enjoy it. Episode 37. I got uh, some of my big nutrition coaching uh, cohort weekend is tomorrow and Sunday. So this will really jumpstart me into nutrition coaching. 
Uh, it's from it's called Nutrition Coaching Institute, run by Jason Phillips. Uh, they're kind of creme de la creme mm-hmm. for this type of thing. They I took their gut health uh, master class as well, and that was pretty good. And I can see and understand why it'd be beneficial to take the level one first. We're gonna we're gonna get everything into the science of stuff. Obviously, micros and macros, but really dive deep into science of food, how it affects the body, things like that. Mm-hmm. And then day two, Sunday, is application. And so this is where we might have a case study. Cool. Run through, hey, this is going on, X, Y, Z. What's your protocol? Go. And so uh, start that this weekend. It kind of chapped me. I was like, all right, what are those times again? And... It's like, oh, uh, they're on Mountain. Uh, no, they're on Pacific Standard Time, and it's eight to five. And I'm like, Ugh. <laughs> eleven, eleven to eight for us. <laughs> Wait, so what's fucking the... Eastern Standard Time is so eleven it's like to a, eight? It's an online thing that you just tune in for. They're not actually yeah, coming so, in person. Well, they have a live location, but they're in California. What's it called? It's called Nutrition Coaching Institute. Oh, nice. That'll be good. NCI, NCI level one certification. You'll find it real easy if you search that. That's cool. Yeah, so this will really help uh, Summit because I've kind of talked on the show. So I work in a chiropractic office. One of my docs is into also holistic healing. Mm -hmm. He tests for deficiencies or things going on in the body. So, for example, we can test candida, which is a very common um, bacteria uh, that gets in the gut from gut permeability or leaky gut. Um, so we can test for, for that. We can test low testosterone. Uh, we can test for female hormone, hormone combination, male stimulant. We can test cortisol. Uh, so we can really find out a lot about what may be in mm-hmm. surplus or deficient in your body. And so from there, Doc gets a protocol of supplements. He'll do muscle testing for a lot of these. And I was like, well, we need to see what's going on in their mouth. So me and him are down this big nutrition and gut mm-hmm. journey together here. And because he's a licensed acupuncturist, he does all this awesome uh, different modalities. And the nutrition, I'm like, dude, I love the rehab. I love doing soft tissue work. You know, all the therapies, modalities that I do on people for treatment, fixing people with movement and such. But I want to help fix people with food. And that's a big part of now what I'm doing is it's more investing in myself for the long-term game here to where uh, this will benefit Summit Mm -hmm. as a business. This will also benefit me. I think this could help me on the side as well. This could benefit, who knows, people might reach out to Off the Dome for Mm -hmm. health and wellness wellness advice. That would thrill me. Um, But, you know, to be determined there, but that's what I'm doing this weekend. So yeah. that's 11 to 8, Saturday, Sunday. So I better have uh, a couple days worth of meals uh, prepped for my week before Sunday gets started. Otherwise, I'm going to be up too late. For sure. And I remember Dr. Bob talking about it with his Modus Integrative Health business, how learning about nutrition and giving that advice to people kind of is one of the things, one of the reasons why I put his business over the top. So for Summit, the fact that you guys are are, are learning that, 
I mean, that'll be good for you guys, for yourself, and dude, it's huge. Make you make you all around more versatile. I mean, because I think it, the more you, I mean, you're finding different ways, and the fact that you had this opportunity, you don't like you see, you don't have to put a big upfront investment on your end. I mean, it's good uh, on your own end. Oh, you. Uh, is oh, it? I mean, I'm paying for this. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. he, so he covered uh, the gut health for himself and myself. Uh, this one, I'm like, I'm doing up front, especially if. I use it outside of Summit too. I want this under my name mm-hmm. and my funds. Yeah. So the down payment was a little more than I was originally informed, but it is what it is. And then I'll have twelve more payments, uh, monthly payments. Mm-hmm. That's so, one of those things you just you got to look. At. I mean, it's going to be a yeah. cost up front, but the long term value that you're going to get. I mean, I don't think it'll take me. You- 12 months. I think this will start paying back a lot sooner than that. Like in the next couple months, I think this will pay back. So, you know, on that end, I'm not overly concerned. It is a little tight throwing that on top of the budget as well. But I mean, we'll see. But we we just added a new massage therapist at work too. We now have a full-time front desk lady that we all loved and things are just starting to click as a summit team we are really rolling the snowball down the hill and now it's just starting to go on its own good man like we're yeah we're getting there so big things coming big things lots of change gotta pivot gotta move and follow the cheese man so this is something that i'm very passionate about and want to do but will also help many other people uh, through summit as well and that I'm excited for because I already have people saying, hey, I need you to get my my diet on point. I'm like, all right. You know, I know a lot about food, but I know that I don't know what these people know. Mm-hmm. And if I want to go next level, I need to know what they know. Yep. So that's what it is, man. It's, it's growing. It's getting better because I want to be the best in the game at what I do. And I know there's always going to be someone better than me. I'm always going to be... The wolf going up the hill, not the one at the top. It's the hungriest one. So I want to, you know, I want to play at the top for sure. But this is one of those moments where it was either now or in like June or July was their next one. And I was like, well, Summit needs this now. So let's make a move. Oh, yeah. At the end of the day, you're just tapping into the house of universal intelligence let's there's see. so much intelligence out there for you to go and grasp and i'm glad you're making the step towards this now for the business and so. i got the little plug the guy who owns this was on mind pump just saying great hell yeah so, they had them they approve yeah <laughs> so you but, got the certification yeah well not yet but yes well the certification mm-hmm. of, of them like right they, they're, they're verified oh yeah yeah all right man what current events today what do you want to get into so i got i know you got a couple um, I got an interesting one with uh, Apple and Spotify, but hit me with one of yours first. Let's okay. uh, let's see what you got packing. Okay. Well, you know I'm a big coffee guy, so yes, this, this headline caught my eye. So Burger King is getting into the coffee subscription business. Coffee so, subscription. Yes. So for five dollars per month, a, people who go to the Burger King can they use the app? It's downloaded in their app. They get a coupon for a hot cup of coffee every day free but it's i'm obviously you're paying the five dollar subscription yeah um so that you can go in there and get that and i'm assuming that'll lead to i mean people who get coffee they're more likely to buy 
some food to go along with it. Sure. Um, Breakfast. And I was just interested, like, I've never seen a fast food restaurant do this. It's a pretty big step in the game. I mean, Burger King's been killing the marketing game lately, but this I found interesting because who are they trying to target? Like, I, I, I see the people who are tired of waiting in line at Starbucks are, and people are going to ask themselves, is it worth, because people are going to ask about the quality of the coffee too. Like there's a lot of things to consider. And I was, I wanted to, cause like, is it worth the switch if you're like a regular Starbucks goer, if you're paying $5 a month for coffee, if you pass a, a Burger King on your way to work every, every day, like, is it worth, is it worth it? Um, I don't know, man. Cause I did the math. And if you, if you're, if you work 20 days per month, so for, or yeah, 20 days per month, that's like, five dollars five by 20 days that's 25 cents a cup so if you get that every day and take advantage of it that's pretty cost efficient true what do you think about that is it worth it you already you already kind of touched it a little bit so especially after talking about how i'm doing this nutrition coaching Mm -hmm. i'm curious as to the quality of the coffee because sometimes like in a lot of decaf i forget what it's called there's an uh, a chemical in there that's actually pretty harmful to the body. In decaf? Yeah. I'll have to, what if you're getting I'll have to double check that. That I need to, I mean, I still think quality matters. Mm-hmm. So if you get like a, you know, it's a Four Sigmatic mushroom coffee is going to be a higher end coffee yeah, than like but, a Burger King. Like say it's a gas station Speedway. Like I've had yeah. like the 100% Colombian before. It's pretty good tasting coffee. Yeah. Oh, I, I have, I'm a gas station coffee guy. If I, go to I had five dollars a month to get 100 percent Colombian, which is probably not 100 percent, but I'm just saying, that's not a bad deal. If yeah. you're someone who always has your morning coffee on the go, like you don't do your Keurig, you don't mess with it at home, you get it on the way. I could see this really taking off. Yeah. Like they could make a ton of money doing this. Yeah. This is actually smart on their part. I think this is a great business move. Yeah. I really do. Like, I, I wouldn't drink that coffee every day, so I wouldn't buy the subscription. But if you're just always on that go and that's your thing, dude, I think this is a great business move on their part. They're going to make a ton of money. For sure. Because, like, like, so many people do the gas station coffee thing. And oh, like yeah. Places like Speedway, like, they build in the, like, the cafe with, like, the, they do, like, croissants and stuff, too. Like, people are doing this. Not like, croissant. So, so I think like those those are the people I think about especially too who could move to this. Plus like people are talking about Burger King with this, and I think the word of mouth thing and the fact that they're building it in, into an app. Like I don't know, would you do it? Yeah, I, this, I th- this is the first I've heard of it. Yeah, I've not heard about this. Yeah, so but I, I mean they're they're definitely I don't know they're gonna give some people a run for their money. Mm-hmm. And will other restaurants start doing it too? That's the like, next question. Look, McDonald's has the dollar coffee mm-hmm. any size yeah right so now bk is like i'll take your dollar any size and raise you a five dollar a month subscription any size coffee mm-hmm. now what like what are you gonna do 3.99 month subscriptions yeah i'm interested coffee, to see if anyone jumps you know on board and starts so what this. what kind of war did did we just start here yeah and the next question is can you get multiple cups per day can you get one on the way to work Ooh. in the morning, or is that coupon for just one? Like, can you get one on the way home too? Oh, I interesting. Because I, because I, I, I'm on the Speedway Rewards program. I get a coffee from Speedway in the morning, and then I, I, I try to get one in the afternoon too. Because I'm oh, always, I'm always on the go. Like you I do pass the afternoon coffee. Yeah, when I'm on, on the road, like I pass gas stations all the time, so it's easy. Like this would be beneficial for someone like me. So yeah. I don't know. We'll see. Are you thinking about doing it? 
I don't know, man. I might try it for a month. I could save some real money. Because <laughs> if I'm paying like, if I'm paying $1.29 at a gas station and this subscription is 25 cents per cup, like I'm saving close to like 250 per year. Is that worth it? I don't know. I mean, what else could you use that 250 bucks for? Yeah. So. I don't know. We'll see. We'll keep, we'll keep you updated on, on the podcast. That's an interesting that. one. Yeah. Yeah. So I was... I was reading through the hustle. I like I like some of their, uh, mm-hmm. not some. I like a lot of their content. Yeah, they cover a lot of good stuff. They do. One caught my eye uh, with Spotify and Apple kind of having a little, little hissy fit with each other here. And I use Spotify. I don't have Apple Music, so I can't compare services. Right. I really like Spotify. I'm in a little Spotify family. I pay like three bucks a month. Mm-hmm. So uh, apparently. They're uh, mad at Apple saying that they're kind of getting monopolistic with the App Store in terms of music. So apparently Apple forces third-party app creators like Spotify Spotify, to surrender 30% 30 of profit from every in-app purchase. So that now makes it tougher for Spotify to compete with Apple Music's monthly uh, payment or fee of 9.99 right so if they take 30 percent spotify is gonna have to go to like 12.99 yeah that's not gonna happen no one's gonna go for that interesting dynamic and so i read another article where so spotify was like okay bypass that go straight to our website 99 cents for three months Mm -hmm. oh and then getting crafty with it Again, allegedly, I've been. There's a lot of different articles, so I don't know. I I've read some that are so leaning one way, mm-hmm. the way it's written. So I try to find the neutral, and then I guess Apple changed its uh, kind of payment system, and so if Spotify removed itself from Apple's payment system, then they would have limited ability to connect with Apple products like Siri, HomePod, and Apple Watch. So, yeah, they can remove the, remove themselves, but then they get hurt on other platforms that now they're pretty popular on. Mm-hmm. There's still a lot of Apple people that use Spotify for music. Look at me. I have an iPhone, I have a Mac, and I use Spotify. Mm-hmm. I don't use Apple Music. So, Who's right here? Who's at fault? What's your opinion? Well, there, there's don't two, bite the hand that feeds you. There, there's know. there's two out of three stories being told. So there's your side, their side, and the truth. You know, so we don't know all the ins and outs uh, from what I've been reading through. They're kind of dismissing each other's claims that, uh, you know, Apple is is not even doing fair business, et cetera, et cetera. Apple is saying there's other people uh, that make. Uh, in-app advertisement money like Uber and Deliveroo that don't pay Apple. So there's a lot of back and forth and defending and putting down. Spotify sent a claim to the European Commission and European regulators to take a look at all this. So Regulation of the internet. That, yeah. Did that just kickstart possible intervention and regulation of the internet. So what do I think? I think about that. I think mm-hmm. that's a bad idea. 
yeah. about this whole thing. I think at the end of the day, I got to put my business hat on here and say, look, who created the app store? Mm-hmm. You know, how chicken did that... came before the egg. Right. So, and if, yeah, you can remove yourself and you will be heard on other platforms. The Apple watch is super popular. Mm-hmm. That would hurt them. They could do their own thing. I mean, they would have to do updates themselves, have their own developers. I'm sure they do. And so there'd be more work on their end. They lose money probably for a while. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure, you know, people would bounce back and it'd it'd still be fine because people still like Spotify a lot. I love Spotify. But I think any type of regulation needs to stay out of it. Mm Mm-hmm. Does does Apple make commission off of advertising revenue that Spotify does? Is it all forms of revenue? I wonder. That I'm not sure. Yeah. It referred to 30% of profit from every in-app purchase. Mm-hmm. And then it also referred to Uber and Deliveroo who aren't subject to the Apple tax and they have Revenue through advertising. Okay. So it's kind of clear and it's kind of not. From what I've been reading, I've read a, a handful of things here and it's it's still murky water to me. Mm-hmm. And it's, I don't know, it's kind of like a tantrum on both sides, it seems. Yeah. Going at each other. And, and I mm-hmm. see where, you know, where Spotify is coming from. There's a lot behind the scenes I'm sure we all don't know. Yes, you want business to be fair and moral. So I, I could see their argument on squeezing out here. Mm-hmm. I just have a really hard time with someone regulating the internet. Yeah, because that's what could come from all of this. And you don't want anyone regulating the internet. Yeah. There's already enough self-regulation going on. Um, I think doing this would be a bad idea. And I think, you know, if they got to work something out, I think those two got to work something out. But uh, there's a lot of headhunting going on here where it's like, all right, is that is that the best way to get it done? Or did you just start something that's going to ruin a lot of people? Mm-hmm. I don't know. So we'll see. This will be interesting to see yeah, how this plays we'll out. Have to revisit this. And, yeah, I don't know what this European... Uh, committee is going to decide on but i'd like to keep a finger on this pulse uh, for sure for sure let's do it all right so yes sir interesting one what else you got yeah so americans let's get current with it americans are spending billions of dollars while they're drunk and i want to talk about what what they're buying money doesn't matter when you don't remember spending it so first of all 26 percent of americans which is about 53 million people they admitted to shopping while under the influence of alcohol according to finder.com have I'm you sure we done can, this tim yeah of course i have <laughs> oh of um, course i have and in the past in the past four months americans spent 39.4 billion on drug purchases uh so i want to talk about what they're buying and i'm going to list some percentages of the people of the thing up so they pulled people and I'm, the percentages that I give are the percentage of the people that have bought this while intoxicated. So 
the percentages won't add up total because people buy more than one single thing when they're drunk. But the first thing was obviously food, 52%. Okay. That happens every time you go out to the bar. Makes sense. <clears throat> Shoes and clothes at 43%. Cigarettes at 30%. Gambling, 28%. Narcotics, 10%. And here's where it gets interesting. 14% of the people have booked a vacation while they've been under the influence <laughs> of alcohol. 12% of the people have bought a pet while they've been under the influence of alcohol. 10% of the people, this is it's getting crazier as we go. 10% of the people have bought a car while they've been slightly intoxicated. Team big spender. Exactly. What the hell? You just buying a drunk car? Like, are you kidding me? Yeah, what the hell, man? I, I guess you're at that. Those have got to be. The I mean, people. as our buddy Beef would say, smoke them if you got them. But damn, do something better when you're drunk. Yeah, I'd rather I, go gamble. I, I see those people as the people that like are super rich and like buying a car is like buying like a nice dress for someone. Yeah, so like they're a just like pack of gum. They're just go. They're just going through car reading the car facts. Like, ah, oh, this one looks good. Uh, you know, I'm gonna stay in and and just kind of take it easy. <laughs> Three hours later, proceeds to black out and buy a new. Uh, Kia. Let me just down this bottle of wine. <laughs> I'm going to down this bottle of wine and then however I feel at the end of it about these two cars, I'll just pick whatever one I think. <laughs> uh, you know, I'm, I'm going to do this and either get a Maserati or a Range Rover. I'm not sure. Yeah. But something will be bought after this bottle. Yeah. I, I, I could use some hmm. some alcoholic influence for my next purchase, of course, for a car. Yeah, definitely. Church. Uh, and then 6% of the people purchased artwork and then 5% of the people purchased a motorbike. <laughs> Okay. All right. Let's get extra crazy with it. Yes. Yeah, so, Artwork I could see. Like, I would definitely, like, cool canvas print of something sweet. Mm -hmm. Like, for when we move into our new studio. Like, I would do some drunk shit like that. I can mm -hmm. see that. I've been grocery shopping. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I think that's, and, and I feel like marketing efforts work like three times as well when, so, when you're marketing to someone who's drunk. Oh, 100%. 300%, actually. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, we've all gotten God on those drunk purchases. Mm -hmm. Like, oh man, I'm trying to think of the last dumb thing I bought when I was drunk. <laughs> I don't know, maybe more booze. <laughs> I think I might have purchased a book last time I was drunk. No. Besides food, besides food, I yeah. food all the time. But yeah, I thought that was interesting. The biggest thing for me was booking a vacation. That was pretty whimsical. I like that. Yeah, they probably booked the wrong date because they were too drunk. Respect. <laughs> yeah, they, they booked in two days. <laughs> Don't have work off. Yeah. Hey, spring break is happening. Mm -hmm. Get a drunk trip somewhere sweet for spring break. Yeah. Give you give you some extra, extra courage to pull the trigger on that vacation that you've been. You can do a lot more on. drunk purchasing. Yeah. From the time you get on the plane. Mm-hmm. Just purchase more drinks. Hell yeah. I love it. But yeah, I just wanted to share those things. I thought that was interesting. That's funny. That's really funny. I mean, we got uh, Doba last time you and I were out drinking. Oh, yeah, that's right. I remember that. They didn't have breakfast. <clears throat> I know. I don't, like, I don't like the fact they don't... Qdoba stopped serving tacos past midnight. Oh, I didn't know that. I, I'm starting to... Th I think probably because... I feel like if you're from the worker's perspective, it's probably more of a hassle to make tacos because they got to like line them up and like, I feel like it's harder to make tacos. I mean, they'll still do a breakfast burrito. Yeah. So I don't know. 
Interesting. Because you have to like line them up one by one by one, and it's like a lot more delicate of a process because you got to lay them side by side. Mm. Oh, I get what you're them. saying. Yeah, and I, and I bet I can guarantee you that if you're ma- it, it takes definitely longer to make tacos than it does just throw shit in like a burrito bowl or like make one. Burrito. Yeah, true. No, you're so, right. I guess huh. that makes sense. Yeah, but yeah, they don't charge you for guac though. I know you're a Chipotle guy. Yeah, I know. I am. So that reminds me. Yes, Chipotle. Yes. Um, a real life experience that I wanted to explain. So. Ooh, uh, hit me. Yeah. So, the overlying lesson is opportunities are everywhere you look, and like people know, I, I'm a a salesman and I work. I sell uniform rental programs to companies. Uh, so I've been a little more observant about looking for opportunities, and it happened when I was at Chipotle. I saw a guy eating eating alone at a table wearing a uniform. Because okay. I can always, and that's the thing, I can always tell, like, I'm always looking for, for opportunities for, for potential customers. And whenever I see someone wearing a uniform, I always try to look to see what company it is. I try okay. to look from far away. I look at the, because every, they have an emblem with a patch of a logo of the company usually, or like a script that names the company. Uh-huh. So I was trying to squint across the restaurant to see what it was. And I don't want it for just for privacy reasons. I don't want to say the company, but I went over and I asked him, I was like, Hey, I noticed you're wearing a uniform. I explained who I was. I I work with this company. I work with a third generation family on business that does this, whatever. I said, how, how does that uniform? Was it a big competitor of yours? Yeah. Oh yeah, it was. The, nah. people, the, the, the people ended up doing it. But I asked him. That's I was, funny. I was, I was like, obviously you wear the uniform. Let's get I'm, it. I'm not going to ask him how his service is because he doesn't give two shits how his service is. Right. Sometimes they do. But I asked him, I was like, how comfortable is that uniform? Do you like it? He's like, honestly, no, I freaking hate it. It comes back. Oh. It comes back smelling like chemical. They never come back clean. Whoa! And I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna name the company. But yeah. I'm not gonna bash the company. I'm not gonna do that. Wait, but, can, can I? <laughs> <laughs> but I was like, interesting. We we have a, a and I explain like how our process will make sure it's not clean. I was like, who's who's the name of the person that kind of oversees this decision at your company? Mm-hmm. And he gave me the name of the person. Just so, like that. Yes. Yeah, so whenever I get a decision maker's name, that's gold. That's golden material. And I was and. It turns out, I was like, oh, what's the best way of reaching them? Gave me the information. Whoa. And I have not got a hold of the decision maker yet. But that just taught me, like, I could, like, if I were, if I were just go through the motions of the sales, of the sales grind, I would just go and cold call businesses. But it just shows opportunities are everywhere you look, even at Chipotle from across the restaurant when you look at a guy wearing a company uniform. And that can apply to everybody. And knew the decision maker. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. huge. Yeah. Cause it's a call, it's an auto repair shop. Not, not there. I think it's not like a huge place. So this guy knew exactly. I mean, still, who it you was. got to bypass the cold call. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And just like that. Yeah. It w- I did go up and just randomly introduce myself to him. So it was a cold introduction, but it wasn't yeah. just because I figured he'd be in a good mood. He's eating Chipotle. So might as well just, <laughs> he's gotta be in a good mood. So I'll just go up and start a conversation with him. He, he appreci- it was a good conversation. We talked a little bit after. But yeah, that just goes to the fact that like opportunities are everywhere you look, and no matter if you're a salesperson or just a, just anywhere, like every conversation can bring something out of, of an opportunity. So always be looking. Well, it was also like a setting thing. I think mm-hmm. you know it's a calmer setting, less stress environment, no pressure really. Yeah. So like people do business on the golf course. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's get away from the noise and the pressure, and it's like ah no. Yeah. Go somewhere a little looser, like Chipotle. 
you're having a good time. You're getting your Tabasco in. You know, you're shaking your burrito bowl. Getting after that burrito. That's right, man. <laughs> um, and just like that, you're you're in a potential new customer mm-hmm. when they get out of their contract. And he was happy as hell because he was eating. I'm telling you, if you're a sales, <laughs> if you're if you're a salesperson and you're thinking of a good day to like cold call telemarketing or go call businesses, call them right after lunch because people are always in the best mood right after they're done eating. Always. Interesting. I've, I've found. Yep. Hmm. For myself, till I, like when I'm done eating, if I have a good meal, I'm usually in a pretty happy mood and I'm pretty receptive to ideas coming at me. That's what I've noticed from my experience. Not you're not gonna get that with every person. Sure. If you're trying to ask a favor from someone. Ask him right after lunch. I like that perspective, though. Yeah. So. That's good. That's, uh, I don't know. I just, I like that random kind of cold call or well, cold introduction. And I have something different for when we get into book notes. Mm-hmm. But I also read, you know, look people in the eye and say hello to them because it's, like even strangers, just thinking of them as being a little more like you kind of breaks that invisible barrier. Mm-hmm. And like when we look at other people as ourselves, then we understand, oh, they probably make mistakes too. They probably have likes, dislikes, you know, families, girlfriends, fiancés, whatever. And when you look at someone like that, you look them in the eye, you just say hello or even soft smile. You know, it, it just, it changes the game. And mm-hmm. so you acknowledge that guy, like he knew things. Uh, you took time to care about his wants and needs, his likes, his dislikes. Like the first thing you asked him was if he enjoyed what the clothes he was wearing yeah. on his back. Is it comfortable? You spend 40 hours a week wearing this, working in it. Yeah. I want to I know if, you, if it's comfortable for you. Because I think and going off what you said, like, so like you you don't know what kind of day someone's having when you approach them. It's kind of crazy to think about. Like Absolutely. We get lost in our own minds and you just you, you just don't know what people have faced before you talk to them. So, but if you approach them in a polite way and make it about them, you can never really go wrong. Like someone may just be in a horrible mood and dismiss you, but like at least you approached it the right way by making it about them. Like I I, I my intention was going to him and ask, making sure that he wears a comfortable uniform. I just asked a question. And it turned out to be well. Have good intentions. Make it about them. Mm-hmm. Always. That or like even a small compliment to someone. Mm-hmm. If you're in line at Chipotle and you're behind or in front of someone who has really cool looking shoes that you like. Maybe you're a sneakerhead. You're like, man, those are dope. <laughs> Tell <laughs> that person. Dope, bro. Be like, hey, like, I just want to let you know like your shoes are pretty dope, dude. Mm-hmm. Or lady. Yeah. I mean, even that, like, they they want that. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, thanks. Like, appreciate that. Like, yeah, sure thing. Um, even small stuff. And just treating them like, a, that's a like of theirs. Treating them as human, like yeah. yourself. This reminds me of the Drake and Josh episode where... I used to love Drake and Josh. Josh, I don't know if you remember this. This is at the movie theater. And I can't remember. Someone gave Josh advice on how to pick up girls. They said, here's how you do to pick up girls. Go give them a compliment. Yes. And then don't say anything. Yes. Walk away. You remember that? This reminds and, me. Of- uh, oh, it, it was Josh. It was shoes. He goes. Was it shoes? Yeah. He walks up. He goes, hey, uh, those are really cool shoes. And he just walks away. Gave walks a away. soft smile. <laughs> walks away. 
She really shaded, hot girl too. Like way, re- way really out, smoking. Way, way out of his league. Yes. And then what happened? You remember what happened? Smoking. She chases the man. <laughs> and she goes, Hey, wait, wait up. You know, also it's wait up. Why is everything up? Like, <laughs> wait up, hold up. Yeah. Shut up. Well, hey, wait down. <laughs> anyway. Um she chases and was like, So that's it? Like, you weren't trying to hit on me and obviously there was the plan behind the plan, but he goes, no, I just, I really like those shoes. Then he got the girl's number. Yeah, I'm like, son of a bitch. It's crazy. Cool shoes. That's it. I can do that. Yeah. You know? So, Even television. Dude, yep. Drake and Josh. I used to love that show. I would still watch some old episodes. Mm-hmm. Where can you find it? I want to know. That's a good question. Mm-hmm. You want to give a little search McGee there? Yeah, I'll figure it out. But man, I'm a how? Uh, I know you started down your Seinfeld journey. How's that been? I haven't. No update. I haven't been off the game lately. That's right. all right. I've been trying to priorities. Yeah, work sometimes. Some weeks it just doesn't work out. But I just haven't had enough time. And the NCAA tournament's on. I and basketball watch, is I, on. I, I yes. Anything. I'm glad after this we're going to watch some ball. Yeah. Um. Well, since we kind of. Touched a little bit. Uh, let's get into some book talk. What okay. you think about that? Oh, I'm down for that. Because I was reading. I know maybe I've been dragging a little bit, but don't sweat the small stuff. I know we've both been getting some crazy things in life here, but trying to keep on my reading. Uh, choose your battles wisely. Mm. And so for whatever reason, the other night, it was kind of late. And I was like, ah, oh, what's the next few chapters got? Let's see if I'm going to call it here or read a few more. And it was like three chapters ahead, and it was Choose Your Battles Wisely. And they're short chapters, so I'm like, okay, let's let's get it. So I read a few more, got to this one, and because just the title alone, I was like, oh, this is going to be juicy. And it was talking about how life is filled with opportunities for us to make a big deal out of something or let it go. So if you choose wisely, you'll be a lot more effective when you fight for the ones that are truly important. Mm -hmm. So we can relate this to anything, uh, a relationship setting, a work setting. So, you know, in a relationship, someone says, oh, you didn't tell me that you had this. And maybe you told them yesterday and the day before. Maybe you texted them a few days ago, like, hey, I got this on this day. Uh... Is it over something really big or is it like, oh, yeah, my bad. Like, I'll be home like an hour or two later than I thought. Uh, So is it something where it's like, no, I told you the other day and I told you yesterday. You don't listen the day before. Like, is that the argument you're you're willing to go to war with? Mm -hmm. I feel like this happens all the time, too. Or is it. Like, all right, I got to pick and choose instead of having this, no, I told you, no, you didn't, yes, I did. That doesn't get anywhere, anyone anywhere, and you just get pissed off at each other. Mm-hmm. Or at work, if someone, uh, shit, um, maybe you see someone not fill, refill the coffee, they <laughs> empty the pot, mm-hmm. and they and they don't put a fresh one on, Right. Is it, and they work in on your same floor, same department. Is it worth it? Hey, you going to put a fresh pot on or what? Like, <laughs> like, you know, some people might, hey, I would love to see hey, it, you going to do argument, that? Right? Are you going to do that? 
Like, do you want to get saucy with someone yeah. over that? Or are you just going to do it, let it go? And it, it got into if the end goal, unconscious or conscious, is to have everything work out in your favor, then you'll make a big deal out of the slightest glitch or deviation, and that will lead you down a path of unhappiness and frustration. And I read that, and I was like, that's spot on. Because when something doesn't go according to our own internal plan or to work out for us in our favor in a positive fashion, we're going to be upset about it. Mm-hmm. You want things to work out for yourself. Understandably so. But when it doesn't work out, whose plan was that? Like, Is that just your own plan? Like, oh, everything should go my way. Mm-hmm. You know, If it is that, you're going to be miserable a lot, a lot of the time. Life doesn't care about your personal plans. Right. And, and the other person's going to end up being mad at you. Exactly. Regardless, you're, you're not going to solve it with that person. You're going to hurt, hurt the relationship, friendship, intimate relationship, whatever it is. You're going to hurt it over the dumb things more than anything. And you know, there's always going to be people who disagree, who do things a different way. Like It's not always going to work out. Mm-hmm. You know, and then you'll pick it back up. It's just that one thing or that one fight situation instance. It didn't work out for you, but if if you keep fighting against that, it talked about if you fight against that principle that you will have opposition, then you're going to spend most of your life fighting battles, mm-hmm. and that's when you can tie in everything's a drama. Because they're so used to just arguing everything because it doesn't go their way every single time. So they get in this argument. You know, it, it just goes down this miserable spiral to where it, it doesn't get productive. Like have a productive argument. Or if, you know, if someone says something racist, yeah, choose that battle. You know, be like, no, that's not cool. That's not right. Choose the battles that really matter in a situation rather than the small stuff. Don't sweat the small stuff. Yeah, here I mean, hearing you talk about it, like here's how I choose my battles and whether I go into a battle or not. If I if I look at an, at a potential argument and I see the potential for that argument converting into harmony with the person, then I then I then I go and do it. Ooh, okay. So you look at Cuz you can disagree on like people say, "Oh, I agree to disagree." That's converting something into harmony. Like that's a healthy discussion. If at the end of the day you can agree to disagree with the person, okay, have your own opinion, but at least agree on something. Like respect the respect the other person's opinion because those are the like if you can't convert in any type of harmony, in my opinion, it's not worth doing about. Right, it won't be productive. Right, more like if harm I, if, than good. If I, like I, I'm not saying I argue with someone about pol- politics, but if if you're arguing some. some with someone about politics, their right wing, your left wing. If you guys can agree that you, at the end of the day, you both want a, a country that's fair for everybody and you, you want to live in, the, in, a, in a good country, that's agreeing on something. If you can end the argument like that and not hate each other afterward, I think that's a sick, successful battle. <laughs> yeah, and that it's like, man, if you got a friend where you two are just opposite ends of the spectrum, politics, religion, whatever it is, and he or she can't respect your opinion or your belief and and do that in a good friendship 
loving relationship manner, then they don't have your best interests at heart. Mm -hmm. If they're telling you you're wrong on what you believe, on things you've you've researched and read and listened to and all this and that and done your homework, if you know if you have a good discussion, that's one thing. If they're just no, that's just not right because of this. It's this way. That that's not respecting your beliefs or your best interests. So maybe mm -hmm. you need to reevaluate that person too. Yeah, and even if you don't even agree with someone or have the same viewpoint, like if you like you said, like if you show respect at least to give them the time to understand what they're saying i think it's less likely to turn into something that's that's gonna get bad and quarrelsome yeah and, and you look, can have a healthy discussion if someone challenges your position on something you know let's use politics because that's a lot of people that's a big thing now everyone is at each other's throats it's miserable no one can just have a conversation but if or say health and fitness on you know this study or that study a lot of things and the health industry are argumentative, right? So if you argue one one direction and someone opposes that, then you know a few things can happen here. You should be well equipped to defend that if you're gonna come and say it outright. Mm -hmm. So it should either strengthen your argument or cause you to take a step back and well, maybe this isn't completely right. Mm -hmm. See what they present. Maybe your facts are misguided based off maybe a source or a skewed study or something or another that you just happen to not see. Mm -hmm. Where it's not you being wrong. It's just you should either strengthen or weaken your position. Like mm -hmm. that's open-mindedness. So you should get much better at what your belief is or what you say is true, etc., or maybe reevaluate some other options. Or research the other side of it too. Exactly. Don't just research your, like do research on both sides. Yeah. Because every article has, in my opinion, some type of interest behind it. Yeah. So I find both sides of the opinion and educate yeah. yourself. Because, yeah, the, the more educated you are on your side and less on the other side, I think the dumber you are. Yeah. I think you need to, you need to think both sides. That's why, like, they talk about a good, a good, like, presentation speech tactic it talks about it and then the articulate executive is sometimes at the beginning of your presentation you should list all the reasons why your viewpoint or product or what you're presenting won't work nail all that out of the way get that side of it mm -hmm. and then go into your presentation that's a, a tactic that people do because if you show respect for the other opposition of what you're doing i think you, people are more likely to listen to you and see you as credible yeah oh i love that yeah and that kind of reminded me of I was when I was in high school in my one uh, history class my professor was a former lawyer and so we did debates mm -hmm. and everyone would you had a partner and you would go against another set of partners you would each be given you didn't choose you were given a person or an action or a situation or something a corporation did and you know, one side might have had uh, more things happen that we see as immoral than the other side. So you might have one where you got to defend something that you might not truly believe in. And so when I was doing that, I remember I looked at both sides. I had to, oh, I was debating for Martin Luther King. And 
I forget who the opposing person was, but I looked up all the negatives about MLK first. And I'm like, okay, what's the easiest, quickest, and hardest ammo they're going to shoot at me first? So we got to talk first. I made first opening statement. I said all that shit first. Yeah. And then said, you know, this did happen. And this happened then too. And I don't remember specifics, so I don't want to botch anything because I still believe MLK did phenomenal things. Mm -hmm. But I remember finding, you know, situations or articles saying this or that. And, you know, I attacked those first, kind of like an eight mile when Eminem is rapping, like dissing himself first. Yes. So I remember that. I made that opening statement. Then I ended the the back half was all the positives, all all the great things that he had that he did, and sure enough, opposing sides opening uh, had things that I had already said, and I remember within that they're like, you know, kind of like like Slager said he did this. It's like yeah, I already said that. Yeah, you dis you disarmed them. Give them something new. Oh, you have everything that I already looked up. Because I knew how deep this wasn't going to go. So I looked up all your ammo. Yeah. And I already blew through that clip. You disarmed him. Yeah. So I like, I like that you, uh, you brought that up mm-hmm. of using that, disarming the other side with their own ammo. Because if you present the hard facts, the, the negative stuff first from yourself, then people will see that as, oh, that's just some... Decent ownership. He's being like real. Some ownership, and they yeah. know they need change. Yeah, it's transparency. If you need to be transparent about everything, you're 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 leaving it up to them to the to decide. Yeah, you've given them all and the facts. Anymore, this day and age, people want to hear it from you yourself, mm-hmm. even if it's bad. Mm-hmm. They don't they don't want to find out whether it's a company or a friend or this or that. They don't want to find out from someone else about something negative. Yeah. So, thanks for bringing that up. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Good thought provocation there, brother. I kind of did that in a presentation this week too. Yeah, because in a, in a client meeting. Yeah, so there's the stigma with salespeople how they're gonna say they're gonna say everything great about their company. Sure. They're gonna they're gonna brag about their company, and people always had the skeptical like, oh, you're gonna tell me everything I want to hear because and that's and I had that in the back of my mind in, in this presentation. And I told the lady, here's exactly what I said. I said, I get paid to say nice things about my company. That's what it is. But my customers don't. Call this lady right down the road and ask her how my company has done for her. Let her tell you how great we are. Ooh. So so I I leave it to someone else to tell about me. Because I said, I've explained everything, but... I mean, if, if you if you are still skeptical, like most people are, I understand. Like I, I'm telling you great things. Hear it from someone else. Yeah, because so. you're a good salesman. Yeah, I disarmed that objection by wow. giving a reference. So that's awesome. Hell yeah, I dig that. Let's get it, boy. That's powerful. Because then that's that's someone else who's been on that same person's side and bought in mm-hmm. and now believes in you. That's huge. Hell yeah. That is awesome. So what what was it about that particular meeting presentation that caused you to attack it in that manner? Or do you do a lot that way? Hmm? 
Like, do you do a lot of presentations? Do you use that tactic a lot? Quite or a was bit. there something special about that certain meeting? Well, the thing is, like... Or, like, did it, you know, it, like, off your... It's going to be tough to win this account. Okay. Because she's not seeing, like, a lot of issues with her current provider. Okay. Um, so if I, if I see a situation where I've made a good presentation and I'm really trying to convince this person that we're better, because I, I, that's what I was I was telling her our process and why we're better. Mm-hmm. So, and she has a pretty good solution on her hands, so she's she's less likely to think that she can get something better. And I, I recognize that, and I, I wanted to give her some proof, some extra proof, because I know it's going to be a tougher sale. Sure. So I'm all the ammo possible. Social okay. proof. Call this person. It's okay. It, whereas if it was social an account, if, proof. If it was mm. if it was an account that like they're having terrible service issues, like they're willing to switch at any moment. It's an I don't, easy, I don't, easier win. For I don't you. really need a reference. Yeah. But. Yeah, if it's if it's a tougher one where I need extra ammo, I say that. That's good. I really so, like that a yeah. lot. I like that a lot because a good referral means so much more than anything else. Mm-hmm. Like a good review. Yeah. Like, you know, any off-brand anything, people go straight to the reviews. Mm-hmm. Not saying you're off-brand, but as an example, yeah. like people love a review over anything. Yeah. And like word of mouth, it always gets around faster than anything. Yeah. So, and, good or bad. Yeah, and I, I'm I'm stating facts. I'm stating benefits of what I do. But sure, and you believe it, in your company and yeah. product. But at the end of the day, people buy stories. People yeah. buy emotion. People buy people. Like if they see that I've helped someone solve their problem, they're more likely to buy it than me just saying, "Oh, we're going to save you thirty percent." Boom. Yeah. Down here, we saved these people twenty grand last year. Talk to them about that. Yeah. Uh, social, yeah. social proof. Mm-hmm. It's one of the seven influencing tactics in The Art of Persuasion by Dr. Cialdini. Talks about yeah, that boy. He talks about that one. Good. So, so, social proof. Tim, that was, I liked all that, but I want you to help me outwit the devil. <laughs> yeah, outwitting the devil. Poor favor. They talk about luck in this. In oh. what I'm talking about. Is luck real? I don't do know, you, but do you it sounds like you could use a little on this one account. Well, they, t- they, they make the case that there really isn't such thing as luck. And I feel like in today's society, I feel like in today's, speak words, in today's society, people will look, uh, we'll get there. People will look at someone, achieve something, and they'll do a little hating. They'll be like, oh, you got lucky. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there's luck. That, that team that upset that team in the NCAA tournament, that was lucky. That half-court shot, it was lucky. But it talks about, the book talks about how every reality, no matter how lucky it may seem to the naked eye, has a cause. But things appear lucky because the cause of what happened is so far removed from the effect of that circumstance that it's usually easy to attribute it to luck. What do you mean the cause is removed? Like, a team, say, let me give an example. So if, um, if a team like upsets a team in the NCAA tournament, they'll be like, oh, that's luck. No, it's because that team prepared from day one and worked their ass off all season to get themselves into that position. Okay. Uh, if I sign an account that was way out of my realm of possibilities of even getting, no, it's because I put in the work t- to get in contact with that person, drop information off, drive to their business, introduce myself. I put, I did all the groundwork up front to put myself in a position to be where I want to be. And it talks about you are where you are in life. And you are who you are because of your thoughts and deeds, not because of luck. There's always something that contributes to something, no matter how hard, how lucky it may seem. 
Got it. Like, like you see the people that rise up from nothing. Yeah. Like yeah. these athletes that are making multi-million million dollar contracts when they were, were in poverty. Mm-hmm. You may take a look at someone's life and like, damn, like how it, it, the, the, the chances of some of these people coming out of these neighborhoods growing up in like Compton or whatever. Sure. Like, you could see them to where they were at then versus where they are now and be like, oh my God, that's like, what are the chances of that happening? That's yeah. so like lucky how you went from there. No, like there were so many different parts in that person's life where they thought they could, they should have gave, given up at this point, but they didn't. Those little instances of getting to where you want to be, that's why you're where you're at, not because of luck. Yeah. So. And I like what you said about it's your thoughts and deeds because my mom and I have had this talk of, you know, when I was really struggling where I was at in life of job, social, personal, all this stuff. Like you are where you are because of all the decisions that you have made. Mm-hmm. Like I searched that job when I got out of college. Mm-hmm. I took that interview. I signed that contract. It's not my fault that I ended up hating that. Mm-hmm. I obviously didn't know enough mm-hmm. or, 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 or do enough. And deeds follow thoughts. So that's why I say thoughts and deeds. Exactly. Exactly. So, you know, you change those or you accept that, then you start to make different decision making. Mm-hmm. When you're like, okay, everything is because of what I thought and did. Not because, like, no one forced me to go work here. Mm-hmm. You know, so. And, like, that, if someone hits, like, a lucky shot in basketball, it's because that person's had a ball in their hand since who knows when. And they put the practice in and like to feel s- comfortable with the ball in their hand. They put. Like you were saying, they they did the work from day one, mm-hmm. and that team put themselves in the position to make that tournament, to have that chance to where they're down one, two, three, they're tied, whatever it may be. They put themselves in that situation, mm-hmm. you know, better or worse. Maybe they had a lot of turnovers and they shouldn't have been in that situation at all, but they did that. Yeah. Or they played really good defense and forced the other team to turn over, like. They earned their right to be there in that spot. Yeah. But, and we can get deep with that and as superficial as people practice half court shots. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like I did. Like I learned that for me, I had to flick my wrist correctly and, and, you know, fire exactly at where I needed to on the backboard. Not that I really needed those many shots or that I made any half court shots, but people practice that shit. I'm just saying. Mm hmm. Like, especially, you think guys aren't going into March Madness thinking, what if I have to hit a half-court shot? Yeah. You think guys aren't practicing the shot that Gordon Hayward shot when he was at Butler facing Duke? I was at that game. I was so mad. And I'm a huge Duke fan. I was so mad. Imagine a national championship win on that shot. Yeah. And And you being there. Guys got to practice that. I would, I would have to be thinking, like, if I'm in this situation, if this is my last second shot opportunity, how am I going to shoot it? How should I feel when I'm shooting it? Where should my angle be the best I can get it to, the closest? Yeah. You know, so, man, I really like that lesson from there. It's thoughts and deeds. And I, I did have something that I've always taken from one of my basketball coaches in high school. Didn't think he was a great coach, but I like the saying that luck is when preparation meets opportunity. Mm-hmm. So you saw an opportunity to go up to that guy in Chipotle 
there was your opportunity. You really know your stuff about your company, your business, ins and outs, numbers, how it works, how you operate, what your role is, timelines, uh, deadlines, everything. How the clothes are, the material, how people like them, people's reviews and referrals of you as a person and as a business. You were prepared. Mm -hmm. You saw the opportunity. It's like, okay, check. I know everything I need to know. I've, I've made a bunch of these deals before. It's just talking to another person in a much better environment because it's Chipotle. Mm-hmm. And let's see what happens. Good vibes only at Chipotle. And and you got the name of a decision maker. And that guy probably thought about you again later that day. Like, man, that that was a pretty good conversation. Like, he was just, you know, he, he sells these things, but he was asking if I was comfortable. Yeah. And he might say something to his boss. And his, and his comfort is going to relate to his daily happiness in that job. Mm-hmm. If he's not comfortable in the clothes that he's forced to wear... His productivity is probably going to be a little lower than if he was in a better mood. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, you know, I is luck real? I don't know. I could say, you know, there might be some situations where you get a little lucky. But you, you, being, have, you being in that opportunity yeah, is not luck. Yeah. If you have a near miss on something, you know, you're, I don't know, mm-hmm. car, bike, sometimes like, oh, whoa, that was close. Yeah. You know, those things happen, but... Man, for the most part, I'm with you, dude. Like, you have to be ready for when that time comes. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Know? And and if you if you have to drop money, invest in yourself for X, Y, Z to be prepared down the road to add more value to someone in five years, you're gonna be happy you did. So, I uh, man, I need to finish this book and the others I'm in and get on that one because mm-hmm. that that sounds pretty fiery to me. A lot of knowledge bombs. Yep. You got anything else you want to talk about? Man, I'm golden. I'm good too, man. I'm golden. We had a good show today. We talked about Burger King. We talked about drunk shopping. We talked about Apple Apple versus Spotify war. Talked about looking everywhere for opportunities. Talked about luck. Talked about choosing wise battles. That's right. A lot of good stuff in today's episode. Don't fight the dumb ones. It's not worth it. If you enjoyed it, please give us a review. Please tell us how we can be better. Tell us what you want us to talk about. I mean, we, we like talking about current events. Is there a, if there's a specific type of genre you like, let us know. We, we're down to talk about anything. Anything that you want to improve on in your life, just let us know. We, 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 we want to get better for you guys. So Absolutely. And, uh, hey, if you uh, leave a five-star rating and review, uh, after you do that, DM us on Instagram that you did so uh, with the name that – we should look for in the reviews, and we will send you a free uh, laptop laptop sticker. There you, we go. You did that last time too. There we go. <laughs> Son of a gun. We will we <laughs> will send we row. will send you a free laptop sticker, and uh, yeah, we'll get that out to you uh, likely that day or the day after. So you'll have it within the week. And uh, so yeah, we really appreciate it. Thanks for listening. I hope you guys enjoyed this one. We always have a good time, and uh, we get to keep recording because you guys keep listening so we really appreciate you and your time and uh head over to itunes spotify soundcloud for all our most updated episodes until next time tim anything until next time until next time dot 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 all right we're out